right, well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. And I'm very excited to be back here shooting a vlog. I got a lot of stuff. Man, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to, uh, let me get out my vlog notes. Of course, there's gonna be some first impressions included in here, some new wire, some new mech mods. Oh, it's all very exciting. We have a lot of shout outs to do. We have uh, some beer to drink. Uh, I'm gonna try to get some viewer mail in at the end. I do have a retro vaping all set up and ready to go. But the first thing I wanna talk about, um, this is going to be a very self-serving announcement. Uh, I'm attending Vape Mania. Uh, vape Mania? Ooh, why did I say Vape Mania? No. It's a uh, vapor slam. I don't know why I'm changing it on my vlog notes. You'll never see the vlog notes. I'm changing it so I don't say vape mania anymore. I'm attending vapor slam, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, being put on by the TVA show podcast. I will be there. Amber Juice will be there. There's going to be a roast of Grim Green, which I can't decide if I'm nervous about or not. Um, I get to choose who does the roasting, and so. I hope that I chose good people. Um, I'm trying to come up with some witty comedy material of my own uh, to the people that would be roasting me. Um, but it should be a really good time. With that said, um, Namber Juice is gonna send someone a plane ticket and hotel to Vapor Slam. Um, any, so for the whole month of February uh, till March 1st, Right, you know, so so February 28th, that's when we're gonna call this. Um, every order made through the Namrajuice website, you can uh, choose to be entered in a uh, in a sweepstakes to win a trip to, uh, to to Vapor Slam in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We'll get your hotel, we'll get your airfare out there. Uh, you can come and hang out uh, with everybody awesome. I mean. Everybody awesome is going to be there. Uh, vaping with Twisted 420 Cup at you, back at you. He's going to be there. Uh, Matt from Suck My Mod is going to be there. My good friend Flitzon and Narcissus is going to be there. A lot of great people are going to be there. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, that's a thing. The details are on the NamorJuice.com website uh, if you want to check it out and possibly win a trip because I think it's going to be really fun. Um, now, something. Ooh, this is much more important. I should have done this first. Washington State is going crazy. They are going out of their mind with uh, with the taxes. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump on the CASA website right now because they have all the details. And I will post a link in the description to where you can read all about this. This affects you if you live in Washington. This affects you if you're a vapor anywhere in the United States. Uh, two identical bills have been introduced in the Washington House and Senate. HB 1645 and SB 5573. These bills appear to represent what Governor Inslee? Your governor's name is Inslee? Inslee? <laughs> Inslee? Ah, anyway, these bills would, among other things, apply a 95% sales tax on all vapor products, devices, components, and liquids. And yes, I'm assuming that includes zero nick juice they're going to be vapor products and devices 18650 batteries yeah 95 percent sales tax on those uh maybe the people who buy 18650s other than vapors 
would be able to uh, get angry about this too because that means if you have a flashlight that uses 18650 batteries and you buy an 18650 battery, it's gonna be taxed a 95% sales tax on that. Um, ban all online sales to Washington residents. So if you live in Washington and you enjoy buying products online, that will no longer exist for you. Ban all flavors other than tobacco, mint, wintergreen, and menthol. Okay, that's a weird assortment of flavors. But yeah, all, all your flavors go away too. Uh, and ban all sampling inside vape shops. So now you can go into a vape shop. Um, I was just up at Vader Vapor and we were tasting some juices and it was really fun. I was like, wow, this one's really good. This one's really bad. This one's the worst juice I've ever had. This is the best juice I've ever had. Um, yeah, that, that, that goes away too. So obviously you will want to... Uh, you will want to get active now. Please take action now to protect vaping from these harmful proposals. This this would put this would get people back to cigarettes. Not only would it get people back to cigarettes, but it would keep smokers from uh, even attempting to start vaping. Uh, if if you're a cigarette smoker and you go, wow, maybe maybe an electronic cigarette would be a thing I could do. I'll go into a vape shop. Wow, these are all really expensive. Oh, those are the only flavors you have, and I can't even taste any of them. Uh, no thanks. I got my cool milds, I'm good to go. So these things are real. These things uh, are happening and they affect you. So you can send emails, you can call members of the House uh, and Commerce and Gaming Committee, uh, members of the Senate Health Care Committee. Um, I'll post a link in the description, like I said, to where you can uh, to where you can take action on this. Additionally, Nevada, Nevada is basically in the same boat, which is which is driving me nuts as well. They want to impose a 30% tax, a wholesale, on all vapor products. Uh, uh, blah. SB 79 would send a confusing message to Nevada's 400,000 current smokers and vaping as a harmful combustible product taxed at a similar rate. As a result, less smokers would be inclined to try these low-risk alternatives and would continue to smoke cigarettes. That's right. Ooh, where's that tax money going? Where's it going, Nevada? Um, I used to believe in you, Nevada. You were always the cool state. You got, uh, you know, legalized prostitution, gambling, very loose liquor laws. Uh, you can dump nuclear waste at Yucca Mountain. Uh, you can just go out and shoot guns and hunt things. And it was a very like, yeah, that's cool here. Come to Nevada. No longer, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, if you're in Nevada, obviously, I would encourage everybody to uh, send an email, submit a formal uh, comment opposing SB 79 in Nevada, as well as opposing uh, as well as opposing the bills in Washington, which is going crazy. In fact, there's an organization in Washington, and again, I'll link to them in the description, called the Pink Lung Brigade, and you can donate money to them. It says, by donating money to the Pink Lung Brigade, you're giving directly to your Washington State vape community and your interests in its continued survival and growth. This is a nonprofit organization and has a two-pronged attack to battle over taxation and to help create considerate regulations. Um, there you go. You can go donate. Uh, I'll, absolutely, I'll donate money to the Pink Lung Brigade. I think this is a great thing. Uh, join the brigade. Get active. They have this whole great... Uh, website pinklungbrigade.com. I will post a link in the description to this video on uh, on how you can get involved in Washington as well as how you can get involved in Nevada. Good God, lots of stuff happening. Moving forward, 
Next thing I want to talk about is beer. And uh, this beer terrifies me. You know why this beer terrifies me? Oh, shit. No, stop it. Do you know why this beer terrifies me? You see this? That's a cork. Mm. I'm terrified of corks. Uh, they just scare me. So uh, I was at uh, my local Trader Joe's establishment, which is, uh, you know, where I do grocery shopping because I'm a hipster douchebag. And their beer selection had been kind of lacking lately. And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, Chimay is great. I... <laughs> Chimay is great, and they have a lot of it. But I kind of, you know, I always want to try something new or something exciting. And I saw this, and I was like, oh. Wow, this looks really interesting. Um, so I bought a bottle of it. Uh, it was this bottle was uh, fourteen dollars. So I'm gonna try to uh, enjoy this as much as I possibly can. Fourteen dollars, beer budget hands, right? Fourteen dollars for this. So what this is is the Lost Abbey's Track Ten. You all are texting me like crazy. Uh, yes. Okay, thanks for. I get on a texting chain uh, with uh, Ruby Roo and Matt, and we just we always we always just talk very randomly, but it's always for a really long time. Like we'll talk about products, or we'll talk about vaping, or what meet are you guys going to? Are you you know, or Ruby and Josh? Are you going to this meet? Blah blah blah, whatever. And so there's a there's kind of a thing going on right now. Um, and hopefully when Ruby Roo watches this, she'll know that when she was texting me, it was interrupting my uh, interrupting my vlog. The Lost Abbey Track 10 Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and cacao nibs added. Cacao nibs. Think about that for a second. Cacao nibs. So I headed over to Beer Advocate. Uh, it This is a very fucking highly rated beer. It is a 97% uh, Beer Advocate score, making it a world-class beer. It says, formerly known as Serpent's Stout. Bourbon barrel aged with cocoa nibs and coffee. Fresh Track 10 uh, began as a fresh Serpent Stout base aged in bourbon barrels with oodles of coffee and cacao nibs uh, added shortly before the packaging. Uh, yeah, so they have a whole story of this, uh, of this, of this Lost Abbey Track 10. Uh, it's called Bat Out of Hell. And if you look on it, there's a giant bat emerging from a city. It's got a very metal-looking uh, graphics on it, which is very appealing to me. It's got this huge bat that's kind of like flying out of the city, and it's like fire, and he's like, ah, I'm a giant bat. And then there's people running going, ah, no, not the giant bat again. So I'm going to try to open this. Oh, God, I hate corks. Oh, God, I hate corks. Uh, fucking corks. Uh, uh, okay. That wasn't uh, that wasn't too bad. Smells very whiny. I'm gonna be uh, pouring this over my keyboard once again into a uh, tulip style glass. I gotta get around my microphone here. Oh go, that is dark. Wow, you are dark. Remember that black metal beer I had last week? It's uh, it's like that dark. Oh my gosh. That's the whole bottle. Whole bottle in there. $13, $14 in this glass right here. 
bourbon barrel aged imperial stout with chocolate uh, with uh, uh, pardon me coffee and cacao nibs uh, I believe the nib is before they add the sugar and they actually turn it into chocolate it's like the harshest like uh, cocoa cacao flavor uh, that gets pulled out of the out of the out of the beans out of the plant let's try it I'm very excited about this uh, let me see what the alcohol per volume is on here 13% oh my god well I'm glad I don't have to drive anywhere today here's to you lost Abby uh, number 10 bad out of hell Um, not a lot of coffee flavor. It's a very, very heavy imperial stout. Very, very heavy. Um, incredibly smooth. Very lightly carbonated. Um, very, very lightly carbonated. It, it almost feels like a wine because it's so, uh, it's so, it's, it's very dense. It feels like a heavy red wine. Oh my gosh. Well, now I have to go back to Trader Joe's and buy whatever's left of this because that is a, that is quite a beer. That is delicious. Um, if anybody attending uh, uh, VCCT in Tampa, Florida, um, and you happen to bring some of this Lost Abbey Track 10 Bad Out of Hell, uh, I will help you consume it. Uh, we can hang out and drink beer. I realize that Florida uh, isn't probably the best environment to be drinking like a heavy stout beer, but I like heavy stout beers. In the middle of summer, I will open an imperial stout and drink it. Uh, that's that's just the beer that I like. People are like, oh no, in the summertime I have to drink Tecate, but in the wintertime I like imperial stouts. It's like, no, I like imperial stouts year fucking round. And uh, in the summer, I sometimes drink Red Stripe just because of Red Stripe. Well, pardon me, Sheik. Um, really good. Do you want to try some, Stuart? Drink it. Okay, that was dumb. Um, yeah, really good. Wow, that's intense. Mm-hmm. 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 Got some RYM here uh, in my NES mod, which we're going to be talking about. In the first impressions, I already did a video for this a long time ago, but it got upgraded recently, and it's been freaking awesome. I don't think I have a juice in my arsenal that could pair with that intense of an Imperial Stout. I don't think it exists. Maybe Skull and Crossbones, maybe Donut Pounder. It's just such a heavy, intense beer, and this is such a light little tobacco flavor. Wow, that's intense. All right, so moving forward. Oh, we're getting into this. 15 minutes in. Uh, I wanted to do some shout outs. And it's strange because on this, on my shout out, I just have this guy's name, Israel. Israel Rathburn. And I can't, I looked through all of my emails. I looked through all of my Facebook messages. I looked all over Twitter and Instagram. I can't find the name Israel Rathburn. Um, I believe I'm supposed to shout you out or someone that you know out potentially don't know I apologize I apologize uh, now the first official shout out that I want to do obviously is to Bill who made me the Franken tank so that Franken tank 
Where did it go? Um, I talked about it last week in the vlog, and uh, everybody was wondering how this all fits together. It's an Orchid V4 base that he's modified. He left a comment on the video on how he modified it, but it's an Orchid V4 based, and the rest is from a Limo. And the coil build that he has in here, um, I'm going to show you uh, right now as a convenient slideshow. So yeah, that's how it looks on the inside. It's kind of shaped like this, and I and I re-wicked it, and I cut the wicks. And in the pictures, the wicks are a little too long. I cut them a little bit shorter, so they just are just kind of resting on the top of those juice channels that go up there. Um, filled it up with some pineapple cake. It's 5, 0.5 ohms, 4.8 volts, 47 watts on the Segeli 150, uh, and it's been fantastic. But the only reason I'm bringing this back up again is not to brag, but just to show you the coils on the inside. Um, he, and he explained to me how he did it. Um, he calls it the Flavor God build. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, the coils are pretty easy to set up. Just do 16 wraps tightly and have the middle wrap slightly separated, creating the illusion of two eight wrap single coils. Uh, you can bend them into the upside down V, wick it from the top and you're set. Do me a favor and keep an any steady eye on the horizon because I'm finally in the works to advance that tank even more and mass produce it. Wow, you'll be the first to receive it once it's updated. Uh, any more advice on the Franken RTA? Uh, don't forget me uh, in your next vlog. <laughs> yes, Bill. Uh, so the build is solid. It's super easy to rewick as long as you cut those uh, really close. But uh, but yeah, so far, I mean, uh, he wicked it first, and then I just filled it up with juice, and now I rewicked it, and it's performing exactly the same. So it is easy. If I can do it, then it is easy. You know what? This pineapple cake actually kind of pairs well with this. I think skull and crossbones would be like the ideal, the ideal pairing from that. Shout out to Russ and Ashley. They're getting married soon, and uh, I just love them to death. And maybe skull and crossbones from Vigilante would pair very well with that. Although the pineapple cake is is hitting the spot. So yes, thank you, thank you, Bill, for the uh, for the flavor god build. I like it. Uh, oh, I hate you, Chrome. I still hate Google Chrome on a MacBook Pro. It's like the worst shit ever. And I don't know why it hates me so badly. Um, next shout out I wanted to do came via Twitter. Let me have it too real fast. That's freaking delicious. The next shout out came to me via Twitter. And I... Once upon a time, all I did was go on Twitter. Um, Twitter was how I social media. Uh, this is back in like 2010, 2011 into 2012. I would check Twitter first every day, look through my news feed, reply to everybody that tweeted at me. And I just don't go on Twitter anymore. And I try to get on there and I just, uh, I, I just been ignoring Twitter, but thankfully I did go on Twitter the other day and, uh, I got a, a, someone tweeted at me and her name is Kelly. So I'm giving you a shout out, Kelly. Uh, Grim Green, would you be willing to do a quick 
Happy Valentine's Day for my fiance. I'm unemployed this year and I can't buy him anything. And that just heartstrings were pulled out of my chest, Kelly. Of course I will give you and your fiance a shout out. I hope you guys have a wonderfully happy romantic Valentine's Day. I don't uh, I don't I'm not I don't have anything uh, romantic to say. But I think that uh, I think that uh, this is a very uh, reasonable request from me. Uh, you don't have anything; you can't buy him anything. But uh, but yes, Kelly. Hopefully, you and your fiance see this. Consider yourselves shouted out, and I hope you guys have a very uh, a very happy Valentine's Day. That just uh, wow that 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 tugged at my heartstrings uh, more than more than a lot of other stuff. Um, I do have some more shout outs to do, and I thankfully I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Oh, Nikki. I want to give a shout out to Nikki. <laughs> so evidently in last week's vlog, I said something like holy cow balls. Uh, she went on Google and Googled holy cow balls for some reason and then sent me the picture of the image search results. I don't want to show it on my vlog, but get on Google and just go ahead and Google image search holy cow balls and uh, you will be, uh, well, you'll laugh like a crazy person because it's hilarious. But thank you, uh, thank you, Nikki, for that. Uh, I do have another shout out to do, and unfortunately, oh, let's see, let's show this message, this new message. Yeah, um, do I have another more uplifting uh, shout out to do? Um, let me do the vape mats first before I get to, uh, before I get to Dwayne. Um, that's, it's going to make me emotional, and I don't want to get too emotional right now before I get to the vape mats. Do I have any other shout-outs to do? Vape mats, nope. Uh, Frankentank, we did that. We did the Twitter. Okay, so vape mats is a company, and I'll link to their in, in the description to their, to their Facebook, but they make these giant mouse pad-style things, and they're for building on. So you put this on your desk, and uh, look at this. Look at that, and it's like mouse pad style uh, material. It's it's rubberized on the bottom to keep it from moving, and it's like very soft and felty-ish uh, on top. And they made me a custom GrimGreen.com vape mat, uh, which is just it's so very cool. Uh, unfortunately, my space up here doesn't allow me to use this uh, at the moment and that's not the only one they have whoops they sent me uh, a couple of them here's here's one that's cool look at that power resistance voltage current these graphics are incredibly detailed incredibly high quality and the mats themselves are uh, they feel really nice they have like I said, rubberized on the bottom very soft surface on the top it feels literally well, it feels literally like a giant, uh, like a giant mouse pad. This one says Clapton's, and it's got a Clapton coil graphic on there. And then this last one right there, Vape Mats, and it's got like a build and some coils and screws. Um, they sent me one, two, three, four of these, and uh, I, I want to give these away. Uh, maybe not the Grim Green one. Well, maybe the Grim Green one. Maybe not the Grim Green one. What I'm going to do, uh, I think, is I'm going to give those away. So maybe uh, maybe we'll throw the Grim Green one in. 
for the winner of uh, a vape of a vapor slam. Whoever goes to, to vapor slam, you you get this as well. I'm gonna take all of these actually to vapor slam, and I'm going to uh, and I'm gonna have them at the Namber Juice table. And what we usually do to have some fun at the Namber Juice table is we do some cloud comps at the uh, at the Namber Juice table, just spur of the moment like. Anybody who's in the area, blow your biggest cloud. If you have the biggest cloud, then you win the Epic Clouds line or something like that. We just do it just for fun because I hate it at vape meets when people just throw bottles into the crowd. I was at the uh, the uh, OC Vapors meet uh, up in Orange County and they were just throwing bottles off of the stage and I watched this dude just get hit with a glass bottle just in the head. He wasn't even looking, he was like, Hey, what's up, buddy? And then, grr, just glass bottle hit him in the head. So I hate just throwing shit into a crowd. You, I feel like you gotta earn it. So sometimes we do these like impromptu cloud comps at uh, at the Namber Juice table at Vape Meets, and I'm sure, I'm sure, a hundred percent sure we will do them. Uh, we will do them at Vapor Slam. And so I'm gonna bring all these vape mats to uh, to Vapor Slam, and we're just gonna. We're just gonna give them away, you know, uh, as part of uh, as part of our little competition cloud comps that we do. It says Grim Army vape mats. Um, these are super cool, and I wish I had more room in my current location uh, to use them because the graphics. I mean, you really it looks cool, but you really can't appreciate it unless you really see it. It's all really sharp and crisp and detailed, and it looks. I mean, it looks really nice, and I would love to rock this on my desk right now. I just don't have, I just don't have the real estate for it. So yeah, thank you, Vape Mats. I'll post a link in the description to their Facebook page, and uh, thank you for sending those my way. We're gonna give those away at uh, at Vapor Slam. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those with me. I'm gonna fly there with uh, with those. So now we're gonna move on to Dwayne. Um, Dwayne has a heartbreaking story, and I I definitely I definitely want to give him a shout out. Um, so Dwayne emailed me. Uh, this is how backed up I am on shoutouts right now. This is from November 29th, 2014. Dwayne emailed me. And he says, hey Grim, my name is Dwayne and I know that you get a lot of sh random shoutout requests, uh, but a lot of people relate to you and you have changed my life. I have grown up in a very harsh environment uh, I lost my brother to cancer, and my, breast, my best friend got in a car accident when he was 13 in the same week. Uh, and the month after that, my parents separated, and I picked up smoking to solve my problems. Um, I started watching your channel last year, and when I turned 18, I switched to vaping and straightened my life up. Uh, now I support me and my girlfriend who has been very sick for the past two months and the doctors don't know what's wrong with her. Um, her name is Isabella and she loves your videos. So thank you for all you do. Um, unfortunately, uh, Dwayne emailed me uh, on, the, on February 8th. This is, the first email was from Saturday, November 29th. Um, and I emailed him back and I said, well, Dwayne, that's, I mean, that's very intense. I said, thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I, I will do my best to get you a shout out. Um, I do get a lot of shout out requests. It gets a little overwhelming. And I said, but I'll do my best to give you a shout out. Now that, that shout out never came, uh, unfortunately. Um, and he, 
emailed me back uh, three days ago and said uh, that unfortunately his girlfriend uh, had passed away on December 13th, 2014. Um, he said, the love of my life passed away. Uh, I can't really even text right now. She passed away on 12, 13, 14. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss, Dwayne. I can't even, I can't even imagine what that's like. Um, keep your chin up. It's, it's, it's a rough world that we live in, unfortunately, and we do the best that we can with what we have available to us. And, you know, I know you had a hard life growing up and you're getting things on track and I'm so sorry for your loss. That's horrible. Um, so definitely, definitely a shout out to you. Definitely a shout out to Isabella. Again, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, I'm going to collect myself now and we're going to move on to some first impressions. Ooh, Dwayne, just tugging at my heartstrings, bro. Just, I wish nothing but the best for you, sir. First impression that we have to do... Was there another first impression? Oh, I don't know. No more shout-outs. The first impression that we have to do, now that we're this far into the video, uh, Joe Litt. I want to give a big shout-out to Joe Litt. I met Joe at the second Vape Bash in the Chicagoland area, which I will be attending here in 2015. Me and Namber Juice will be there. Um, I met Joe. He's such a nice guy. He's just a stupid nice guy. I don't know if there's anybody on the world that could hate Joe Litt because he's such a nice guy. He's always smiling. He's always such a nice guy. Well, back then, he gave me a DNA 30 uh, uh, NES controller mod. And I have a video for it. In fact, I'll go look for the video and I'll post it in the, in the description to this video. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry, Sheik. Apologize to Sheik, Robin. Apologize. Jerk. I'll post the link in the description to my original NES video. This is the same controller. Um, what had happened was I was being careless and I pulled my 510 connection straight out. Just completely out of this box. Um, this is an actual NES controller. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. It's a very old, slightly old, you know, I don't want to say brittle, but it's old plastic. This is from the 80s. It's an NES controller. And he modded it into a DNA 30 mod back at Vape Bash 2. And so I loved it. I used it constantly. I got my buddy Mark to buy one. He loved it, used it constantly. And then eventually I broke it. So I sent it back to Joe. I said, Joe, I just broke the 510. I just need it fixed. Take your time. There's no rush. And it was like I, I, I mailed it to him and completely forgot about it. Um, and so he emailed me back on Facebook and he's like, hey, sorry, it's been so long. And I'm like, oh, shit, Joe Litt. That's right. You have my NES controller. He's like, I made a few upgrades. I put a Fat Daddy Vapes 510 on there. I put a DNA 40 on the inside, put an upgraded battery. I'm going to send it back to you. So he sent it back and it's glorious it's everything that i remember it's everything that i love one thing that i really like about this nes controller is the size it fits in your pocket just perfectly now it's got an improved spring-loaded small fat daddy vapes 510 connection on there it's got a dna 40 that's dna 40 on the inside i've just been rocking it with this aspire atlantis with the extension tank on it this is a five mil extension tank 
this has been my vape that I grab more than any other vape uh, the, in the last like weeks, weeks. I've just been grabbing this. I like to put it in my pocket as long as you don't sit on it. I like to take it with me and uh, I've basically been taking it everywhere. It's been fantastic. The A button doesn't do anything, but it has that feel of the A button, like you're playing Contra. The B button is what fires it. And the up down does the uh, wattage up and down. Um, you still get full control of the DNA 40 board. So if you hold both of them, it can uh, lock your voltage. It says power locked, power locked. You see that? Oh, it says power locked. So you still get the full, you know, voltage, uh, you know, whatever, wattage. Uh, you get to still get the full features of the DNA 40 board, even though it's sort of in an up-down uh, configuration. I think it's fantastic. I've just been using it like crazy. It's just, it's just so great. And I've only been really, really been walking it with tanks. In fact, I can put this tank on here. Where's my Kanger Mini? My Kanger Mini has the nickel coil in it uh, so that it can work on a DNA 40. And that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put this on here. I'm gonna turn on that there temperature control. I'm gonna rock some donut powder until my face falls off. So the way that you get to the temperature control I've figured out one, two, three, four, five, is you lock it and then you hold the up down. It says hold to change temp. Nope, we're going to put it at 500 degrees because that's where I like it. Two, three, four, five. So now I have this set to 40 watts, 0 0.13 ohms, 500 degrees. It's been amazing. In the last vlog, I had some issues with the DNA 40, um, but this coil head in here seems to be working flawlessly. The the ohms don't fluctuate that much the temperature goes up and then drops down i have not got a single dry hit on this and it's been quite amazing in fact the vapor is nice and warm just the way i like it it's been great uh stoked i'm stoked to rock this on here right now so yeah that's the Joe Lit uh, NES controller. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's great. It's one of my favorite things of all time. Um, next up, next up, next up, we're going to talk about the Hades version 2. Now, where is it? Here it is. Now, I got the Hades version 2. Now, this is made by Futoon, and uh, I got number 2. Can you see that? Can it focus? Nope. I got the Hades version two, number two, and I dug the Hades version one. I wasn't a big fan of the really intense button on the bottom. You really had to earn it. That spring was intense, and the spring and the magnets that you put in to replace the spring was even more intense. So you really had to like, uh, like claw it down to really get it to fire. This complete opposite. It's got a very nice soft spring and you can't see this and I'm, maybe i should try to focus it up there on the uh on the old uh i'm sorry my monitor's over here let's get this out of the way let's focus it up to like here yes do you see the the button on the bottom hades number two so that's the button right there you just press it and it's a nice soft spring and it fires every single time and what you see around it is the locking feature. So you twist this, 
whoops, you twist this like that. You see how it's like off center now? And now you can't press the button. And then you twist it back. You can really just do that with one finger. And now they're lined up with those slots and it will, uh, it will fire as long as it's correctly put on there. Let me take off the button and just show you the contact real fast. I realize this is out of focus. That's the contact on the bottom of the on the bottom of the switch. The battery rests on that orange O-ring, and that's the contact that comes up. The reason it's eyeball shaped or eye shaped is so that you can unscrew the uh, so you can unscrew the switch easily instead of like putting your finger over the contact and then unscrewing the switch. You can just grab the switch and unscrew it in case you need to take it apart, clean the contacts, replace the spring, what have you. Um, there's a gap in the bottom and it's designed that way. You see this gap here in the bottom? It's designed that way and that's how you adjust for battery rattle. The top cap is spring loaded. You adjust it up to your battery and then this spring right here is spring loaded. See how it's spring loaded right there? That rests against your battery, and then you take up for battery rattle by just screwing on the bottom. So sometimes you might have a gap like that, sometimes you might have a gap like that, sometimes it'll sit flush, just depending on your battery. I've found with the MXJOs, it works really well. What it doesn't give you is a whole lot of battery adjustment. Um, so this is the Mako War RDA, which doesn't have a crazy long center post on it. It has a you know it protrudes a little bit but it's not crazy uh, something like the doge or the tugboat version 2 you might have a bigger gap down here at the bottom because because it's so wide um, or because it comes out so long but uh, so far it's been fantastic and I realized why they did the shape like this I've always wondered why this shape exists you can grab it there that's where I found myself grabbing it. Not like consciously doing it, but like subconsciously, I'll just grab it and I'll grab it right where it gets wider right there. Do you see how it's narrow and then it gets wider? That's where I grab it. And then you just plunge it with your finger. Uh, it's been great. Hits great, hits nice and hard. Um, it's really a nice upgrade to the Hades version one. Um, to those of the people that didn't like the adjustment ring on the Hades version one or the super hard spring, both of those things are gone. You can lock it if you want, but with these type of mods, the button sits flush, so I just leave it unlocked all the time. There's not a chance of it firing under its own weight because you need something to go in there and press it. Um, I've really been enjoying it. It's nice and beefy. It feels girthy. It's a 26650 mod, but it's not ridiculous. It's not it's not gigantic. It's a very slim profile 26650 mod, IMO. And uh, so far it's been great. Obviously I will report back later with how it performs, you know, in the day-to-day -day world. Um, but so far, so good. The next thing I want to talk about is actually connected to this. So on this Mako War Atomizer, I'm going to zoom it in so you can see my coils. See these coils right here? That right there is something called diamond wire. Does it fire? Yes, it fires like crazy. So this is called diamond wire. And uh, let me get to the guy's Facebook page. 
uh, Facebook message that he sent me. Where are you? Nate. Uh, so Nate sent this over, and it's called Diamond Wire, right? It just says, Diamond Wire, we do it better. This is 24 gauge on here, and he just uh, offered to send me some wire. He said, uh, do you want to try this wire out? And I said, yeah, sure. I like to try new wires. I liked the G-Plat enough to, to use it for a while. Um, and so uh, um, he said, I, I was watching your vlog today, and I saw you segment on the Eric RDA. I own a wire company in Utah, and I was curious to see if you'd like to try some of the wire. And I said, I also forgot to mention it's safe for vaping with trace under 0.5% milligram uh of what? Thanks in advance. Love the vids. Keep them up. Uh, and I said, what's the wire called? He said, Diamond Wire. It's distributed by Vape Affliction, the same people that created the Fleur de Lis. So shout out to Vape Affliction and anybody who might work at Vape Affliction. Uh, he says, um, I said, can you give me any more info? I'm about to shoot my vlog. He said, it, we have it in 20 through 26 gauge. Uh, it's roughly half the resistance of Canthal. Half the resistance of Canthal. So... If you were to do seven wraps, and that gets you 0 0.2 ohms with Canthal 24 gauge, 0 0.2 ohms, so that means it would be like one ohm, or 0 0.10 ohms, which is what I think this actually came out to, which is strange. Half the resistance of Canthal, um, with trace amounts of MG, same bar ballpark as traditional Canthal, it comes out uh, at more affordable price than other boutique wires. Regardless if you decide to use uh, in the build video, I'd still love to send you some anyway. So he, I gave him my address, he shipped it to me, and he said the basic rundown is it's a specially blended niachrome. <laughs> it's a specially blended niachrome that helps increase flavor and vapor production. It heats faster than canthal. We offer an 18 through 26 gauge. We try to keep our prices lower than other premium wires. Uh, $10 for 10 foot 20 gauge and $12 for 10 foot of 18 gauge. $15 per 10 foot, what? Anyway, all bags come with an unbleached Japanese cotton uh, uh, pad and we offer 100% rayon favors upon request. We are based out of Ogden, Utah, and the distributor is Vape Affliction and can be purchased through Vapor Craziness. Thanks again. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Anyway, here's what I've noticed. Um, I did a build on this Mako War, and we're going to go to one of the only other Uppy Closey bits in the vlog, and I'm going to show you the build that I did on here. So let's go there now. All right, so I want to just show you guys this wire I got. It's called Diamond Wire. We do it better. This is a 24 gauge and I just wanted to build it on my Mako War. I haven't really got a chance to fiddle around with this wire yet. I have a message into the creator to try to get some more information about this wire, but it is uh, it reminds me a lot of G-Plat. It's really soft. It's a very very soft wire. I'm going to take out a healthy a healthy portion here, enough to do two dual coils on there. Let's do one more. Even if I waste some, it's okay. I'd rather have too much than not enough. So I'm going uh, to cut this diamond wire off. Yeah, and it's very, 
It's very soft. It's a very, very soft wire. Don't mind all my building nonsense down here. It's a very, very soft wire. It's a very, very round wire. It's a very, very sort of pliable wire. I could probably straighten this out to where I need it to be. Um, yeah, looks good. So like I said, uh, I'm going to be putting this on my Mako War. I'm just going to do five wraps of 24 gauge uh, diamond wire and let's see where that gets me. And this might ohm differently. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let's do six wraps of diamond wire. This might ohm differently than... Uh, then Canthal because uh, I've noticed that some wires do that. I have the hot wires and they uh, they build really low. Even if you do uh, you know uh, six wraps of of uh, of uh, twenty four gauge uh, hot wires, they they ohm really low. And that's the coil I got. It's not too bad. It's a little janky, but we can fix it up. I'm gonna do that again. With my residual, let's do six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Not bad, not bad at all. So yeah, I'm gonna be putting these on on my Mako War. Let's see how this uh, how this diamond wire works out. I'm pretty interested to use it because it is so soft. I'm wondering if it'll act a lot like the G plat. I'm gonna put this in there. Uh, you guys don't need to see this whole thing. I just wanted to show you that it is uh, it is a soft it is a soft wire. When I go to move it or use it, it's soft. And I have a feeling that it could easily get uh, could easily get possibly clipped by the way these screws go in. But we'll see. I've got I've got a lot better at not uh, at not doing that <laughs> at not doing that at all. I don't really know much about this diamond wire. Like I said, I have an email into the creator. But this 24 gauge feels nice and thick. It feels nice and sturdy, but like I said, it's soft. It's softer than Canthal, and it has very much less uh, less spring to it. There's just no spring at all. It feels very feels like a very dense wire. I'll be interested. You know what? Let me coil this up and uh, let's we'll see how it dry fires. So yeah, six wraps of 24 gauge came out to a 0.10 ohms which is low that's lower than you'd get uh that's lower than i usually get with canthal by about one ohm when i do six wraps of 24 gauge canthal it usually comes out to 0 0.2 ohms and this is at 0 0.1 ohms so it's really low i'm gonna grab a uh i'm gonna grab a mech mod and and fire this on here um i'm interested to see hang on I'm interested to see what happens when you dry fire because everything looks a little bit different when you dry fire it. Um, the G plat sort of turns like this dark, uh, dark blackened sort of color. Uh, Canthal turns like a you know like a shinier color that we're used to. Um, I'm just gonna fiddle around with these a little bit. Got my ceramic tweezers as well, so that helps. Gonna compact those down a little bit and get that lead out of the way. Sorry, sorry that this is happening off camera. But yeah, so I'm gonna throw it on the Hades, which is a 26650 device, which we're gonna uh, talk about in the first impressions as well. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a couple fires just to see what happens. And I know at first it's gonna be a little bit, uh, 
Oh, see, yeah, got some nice little hot spots going there. It's great. That's the great thing about, yeah, see, oh, they're kind of turning rainbowy. They're kind of turning rainbowy. Let's pinch these. They're kind of, it's kind of turning rainbowy. Yeah, when they heat up, you can see that one right there gets darker, kind of turns a little bit rainbowy colored. Are they even now? That one's definitely not even. Definitely not even. And this is what I do. You just build a coil and you poke and you squeeze and you pinch. Uh, the guitar strumming method that Roy from Vape Life showed me is just invaluable. I take a flathead screwdriver and uh, once you get them glowing basically evenly, these are pretty, oops, let's adjust the focus here. These are glowing uh, pretty evenly. This one's maybe not. Just strum it like a guitar, space them out, oh, just oh so slightly, and they will, uh, oh yes, glowing nice and evenly. Interesting. So they act a lot like canthal. Uh, they kind of, kind of turned a little bit darker once I got them, uh, once I got them firing, and they turned a little rainbowy at first. They're kind of maintaining, I don't know, kind of like a goldish silver, goldish silver looking color. It's interesting. It's very interesting. But uh, they're firing evenly, um, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wick this and juice it. And uh, yeah, we'll get back out to normal view. So yeah, that was the build I did of the diamond wire on this Mako War RDA. And it turned out rad. I mean, you saw it up close. It's just a compressed, you know, uh, slightly macro-ish coil. I guess I used a two millimeter screwdriver, but it performs great. Um, let me juice this up before I, before I burn my cotton here. But it, the performance has been stellar. Uh, came out to 0. Oh shit! You know what? Let me just uh, let me just get you actual numbers here instead of guessing as to what it owned out at. Where's my own meter? So so it came out to 0 0.17, 0 0.18, 0 0.18 ohms that build was at and uh, was is at and. Uh, it's been pretty fantastic. One thing I've noticed about this diamond wire is it heats up fast, but the vapor on it is cool. It's like a cooler vape. Like I can take a very much longer drag on this than I normally would be able to with like Canthal or G-Plat. And the vape itself is cooler. When it's getting into my mouth, it's much cooler vape. It's much cooler. I can drag for much, much longer than I could if this, if I feel like this was a Canthal build. On my, uh, I used G Plat on the Freak Show RDA, which I'll have a video for next Tuesday. Um, but the, the the vape on that was really intense, and it's basically the same build, and it was really hot and really intense, and I'd take very short drags. With this, I get plenty of vapor production but the, the, the vapor itself is much cooler, but as you can see, it's still, 
it's still producing a lot of vapor it's just not as hot for some reason and i don't know if that's i don't know further science is needed i believe but my first build with the diamond wire i feel was a great success and uh I'll post a link in the description to where you can check out more about the diamond wire if you're so inclined, but I've noticed that the vape is much, much cooler than, uh, than with traditional Canthal. Flavor is still really nice. The vapor production is still really nice. It's just cool. So yeah. So yeah, we did the NES mod, we did the Hades version 2, we did the diamond wire. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what's next in the vlog notes. Uh-oh. It's time for retro vaping. Right. Well, welcome back to 2009. So it was uh, at some point in 2009 that I decided to buy my first mod. And uh, back then, mods didn't exist. All that existed were stick batteries. You had you had the, the 901 stick battery. You had the, the, the 510 stick battery. You had the 801 stick battery. They all use different atomizers and people had their preference. Oh no, the 901, oh, so much better than the 801. And people would be like, no, no, no. The 801 pen style, that's where it's at. It's so much better than the 510. And then there's the 510 people who are like, are you kidding me? The 510 has the greatest airflow of all time and it doesn't leak. That's what we talked about in the vaping world was 510, 901, and 801. Those were the stick batteries we had. And every discussion on every forum was about these stick batteries and then trog. Trog came along and created the screwdriver, and this was the screwdriver. This was what I believe to be the first mod ever created, ever. And I've held on to it this whole time, and I, it doesn't get used, but I, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I, as quickly as I fell in love with it, I fell out of love with it. In fact, if you go back, and I'll try to find it, if you watch my old screwdriver video, I'm really impressed by it. I say great things about it, and then I decide at the end that I'm actually going to sell it because it's not for me. A mod isn't for me, and I believe I said in that video that mods would be the future of vaping, but it just wasn't for me. I wanted a pen style. I want something that felt and looked more like a cigarette. Even though I enjoyed the performance I was getting from this, I, I didn't, it wasn't for me, so I sold it. And then it, literally one week later, I instantly regretted my decision. I said I should have never sold my screwdriver, so I bought another one. I bought another screwdriver. So the screwdriver is in actuality a modified flashlight. This was once a flashlight, and I don't know if they're still being made from flashlights, but that's where the term mod came from, was because people were modding flashlights and other household items into mods, into personal vaporizers, into the vapes. And so that's why when we say this is the Segeli 150 mod, it's not a mod of anything. This is a custom-built device. This, this is a mod of a flashlight, is a modified 
flashlight. You got to understand that in the beginning, and I believe I've said this before, same as it is now, we were just making it up as we went along. Um, when something came out, there was a forum, there was a thread on Vapor's forum, and I remember it very, very vividly, where we were trying to decide what to call big battery devices. And there was a poll. It's like, do we call them mods? Do we call them hot rods? Do we call them custom PVs? Do we call them, you know, big battery mods, big battery devices? And the consensus was no, that we would call them mods. So everything that you call a mod today was decided back in 2009 on, uh, on Vapor's forum. And there was a poll, and that's when we started calling them mods. We were just making it up as we went along. We called addies, or you know, atomizers, addies. We called mods, mods. So the screwdriver has a 510, or a 510, I'm an idiot. It has a 901 connection on there. I have a 901 atomizer. This is a disposable atomizer. I'm gonna plug it on here. Oh, it works. Oh, it works fits on there. I'm hoping to God that a battery that a battery I have will fit on there. What I need is a retro drip tip. Where's the most there it is. This is the most retro drip tip I can find. Um, I've kept this drip tip since 2010. Got this at the very ver first vape fest from Drew Inhaler. Rest in peace Drew. That was the first uh, Delrin drip tip to really ever exist ever. So what I'm going to do, this ran on a little 16340 battery. Look at that. Little 16340 battery. I'm going to put this in here. I'm sorry, 16340. 18. Oh no. This doesn't fit in here. Oh no. Oh no. I don't have another one. Oh no. It does run on a 16340 battery. It doesn't run on an 18350 battery. I thought it ran on an 18350 battery, but it does not. It runs on a 16340, which back in the day, in the, if you can watch the video, I just called them the screwdriver batteries. I didn't know that they were called 16340s, but it runs on a 16340 battery, not an 18350. Son of a bitch. I have no 16340 batteries anywhere to be found. So unfortunately, we are not, not, not going to be able to vape the screwdriver mod. That, uh, that really bums me out. This was, and when this came out, it was like everyone thought that that's too big. That is too big of them. I will never use that. That is too big. Hi. Welcome to 2015 where we're vaping something that looks like this. It had a pinky button on the bottom. And I suppose nowadays you would just use it as a Cali claw, but at the time I used it as a pinky button right there on the bottom. In fact, it had a red button on here that broke off. My brother, whom I love more than anybody, he broke it. He broke it right off after I lent this to him but I just used it and it was a pinky switch. Oh, and that's how you vaped it. You just held it and you hit it with your pinky. Little 16340, little, you know, 700 milliamp or ma battery. Uh, it lasted me all day. I used a 901. I was dripping flu-cured tobacco juice from Heaven's Gifts. 
and I have a very vivid, and I've never tasted a juice like that since, and I haven't been able to find it since, but I have a very vivid memory of sitting in my office chair, turned around with my feet on my bed, like similar to this, and I was watching The Office, and it was season three of The Office that I was watching on television, season four, apologies, season four of The Office. I was watching it on television, and I had my flu-cured tobacco, and I had my screwdriver, and I was just dripping and vaping, and it was such a good experience, and I don't know what it is about that experience that I loved so much. I just loved it. So yeah, the screwdriver. In fact, I'll post a link in the description to where you can still purchase a screwdriver. It's cavecom.com. Cavecom.com. Um, They've been upgraded since then. Um, they have the Mark One and the Mark Two, and he still sells Cardos, and I can't believe it. This is old school. He, he came out with the SD key ring after that. I remember that. But I paid uh, a little over a hundred bucks, I think, for this mod. Twice I did that. I bought it and sold it and then bought it again. Um, loved the screwdriver. The first mod ever created, uh, I own one, and I'm very proud to own one. It's uh, it's sort of in my, you know, vaping museum of products. Um, this was the first mod, and I uh, I enjoyed it. And it, it, there's so many memories rushing back to my head. I took this to Las Vegas one time. I took this to Disneyland one time. And uh, it, it was what it was. It was the screwdriver. In comparison to today's mods... You can't even believe how tiny this is. I think there's Ego batteries now that are bigger than this. But that's what it is. That was the retro vaping segment. Uh, you don't have to go buy a screwdriver. In fact, I would say don't, don't, uh, don't ever go buy a, uh, don't go buy a screwdriver because you use a 16340 battery. You'll be able to vape for an hour and then uh, that's it. You'll be done. So. <coughs> That was retro vaping, and you know, the retro vaping always just brings me back uh, so many ridiculous uh, memories um, of when I was using those devices. I think what I'm gonna do next week is break out some stick batteries. We're gonna go way back in the time machine. I'm gonna break out some smokeless image Volt or some Blug uh, cartomizer batteries. Maybe we'll do that, maybe we'll try that. Um, but what I wanna do right now I don't know how long this has been going. I do want to get to some viewer mail. Viewer mail. All right, I'm going to try to get through uh, at least one or two viewer mails. Uh, I, I generally answer every email that comes into my inbox, which can get overwhelming. In the time that I've been sitting here shooting this blog, 25 emails. 25 emails came in. Um, this one uh, came in 21 hours ago. Thank you, Google. From Mitchell, uh, I'm thinking about what to get. I've tried both kinds, and I know the goods and bads as far as face value. So the title of his email, I should say, was Segeli 150 watt or an unregulated box. I'm just wondering which you would recommend. I mostly use drippers, but I have an orchid as well. Which do you like better? Your clear unregulated, bo unregulated box mod from Select Vape or your Segeli 150? That, uh, that's a hard question to answer. If I could only have one, if I could only have an unregulated box mod or I can only have a regulated box mod, 
I would go with a regulated box mod every time. It's gonna be more versatile. You can rock higher ohm coils on it. You could get like a 0.5 ohm Nautilus, or Atlantis rather, or a 0.5 ohm Franken tank, rock it at 47 watts and have yourself just a little fantastic vape. If you wanna get both, then get both. But honestly, if you're only gonna get one, I would go, uh, I would honestly go with the Sigeli, uh, I would honestly go with the Sigeli 150. Uh, I'm just gonna shoot this guy an email. Answered this via blog this Thursday. So yeah, I, if I were you and you're only getting one, I would definitely go down the, uh, I would definitely go down the, the I would definitely go down the Sigeli 150 uh, route. Um, uh, this is another Sigeli related question. Bruce writes to me and says, Grim, I'm looking at picking up the 100 watt plus. I hold your opinion in high regard and was curious if you had a chance to look over the mod yet and what your thoughts were. Any insights would be awesome. Yes. I've got a Sigeli 100 watt plus here. Uh, it's kind of been retired a little bit. And here's the problem that I ran into it. It's made very well, and this will all be covered in my review upcoming. I'm going to do the 150 and the 150 watt uh, in uh, 100 watt plus and the 150 in the same video. If you can get past these swooshy lines, which aren't terrible, the issue that I have with the 100 watt plus is the button. Um, and I was going to save this for my review, but I'll just throw it out here now. If you press the button too hard, it stays in. It stays stuck down. And I kind of have to see just like this. Let me focus on this really quickly. Do you see this button? Do you see how it is stuck? Do you see how it is stuck in? That button is stuck in. And you kind of have to flick it to get it back out again. If you press it too hard, it just stays, it just goes in and it stays in and I made the mistake of oh I'm losing sunlight I made the mistake of using this yeah using it just using it and I just put, took my finger off the button and put it in my pocket and it was just firing the whole time I didn't notice until I felt the heat pulled it out saw that the button was stuck flicked it my atomizer was just scorching hot from firing obviously my cotton was burned to death but I don't know if this has happened with other people's but with mine if you press the button too hard it just uh, sticks Ooh, it's stuck in bad that time stuck in bad uh, the button on the 150 watt much 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 better I would go down the 150 watt road uh, rather than the 100 watt plus road. But thank you, Bruce. Uh, let me shoot you a quick little email too. Answered this via blog this Thursday. All right, I'm gonna do one more, one more viewer mail, and uh, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, let's say. Oh no, there's a new channel. This guy, Chris. Oh, this is a long one. Man, people write me long emails. Hey Nick, I had a couple of questions. I have some extra money and I've been wanting to pick up a few things and can use some advice on what those things should be. I wanted to get a box mod for the longest time, but I still have had issues with deciding what to get. I've been looking at getting the Hexome version too, 
that you have on your website for one and I've been looking at the IPV and the Segele 150 watt I just don't know what to decide honestly as far as a tanker RDA I'm partial to the Kanger products because that's what I started on is one of my co-workers has a Kanger sub ohm tank and I have to say I was impressed as far as RDAs I've seen both you and Rip Trippers on the Aeolus RDA, and I know yours was a first impression, but it seems you and Rip are on the same page and how much you guys like the RDA. I guess my biggest question is that if you had the money to spare and you could get a box mod, a tank, and an RDA, what would you go with? Thank you for everything you do. As long as things go to plan, my wife and I are hoping to be at Vapor Slam. Hopefully we'll see you there. That would be great. I would love to see you at Vapor Slam. Um, so one box mod, one tank, and one RDA. That is silly uh if i had to do it right now i would say segele 150 watt i would say tugboat version 2 or the aeolus rda the aeolus rda is kind of amazing it's it's an unbelievable rda i find myself not really being able to put it down ever i just want to keep using it and keep using it as far as the tank goes so here's the thing there's the atlantis which is great there's the sub tanks which are great there's the delta 2 Oh, the Delta II from Joytech. I don't want to say it blows the other ones away, but I feel like it's a better tank all around. There's also some super secret, top secret tank that someone's sending me uh, that I can't remember the name of. Um, there's also the E-Leaf Mellow tank, which is really, really good. And then there's the Smoke Tech Vapor Chaser tank. All of these tanks basically perform the same way. Uh, they wick the juice to the coils, they have really big swooshy airflows, and you can get a lot of vapor. So there's a lot. Um, the Mellow is great. The Smoke Tech is great, but you can't fill it up all the way. I would probably honestly just go with a Joytech Delta II if you can get it. That would be my choice for a tank. Joytech Delta II, get an Aeolus, and get a Segele 150. That's what I would go with. That's what I would go with, Chris. Um, and see how uh, that would have taken me so long to type answered this via log this Thursday so yes thank you Mike um, I'm gonna wrap this up we've covered a lot we did some first impressions Joe lit NES mod we talked about the Hades version 2 we talked about diamond wire we tasted some beer which I'm going to taste again mm-hmm 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 Really good. Um, got a lot of very cool stuff coming up. It's a lot of mech mods, a lot of rebuildable atomizers, some regulated stuff thrown in there, some DNA 40 stuff thrown in there as well. As always, I'm going to be traveling to a couple of vape meets this year. Um, I believe on Saturday the 21st, which is the day before the In Flames show. I'm going to In Flames on the 22nd? Yeah, oh, on the 23rd. Monday the 23rd, going to see In Flames. Very, very excited. Um, Saturday the 21st, uh, I'm going to be up at Flawless Vape Shop in Anaheim Hills, California to uh, judge their cloud competition and hang out, so it should be a good time. Very excited to go there. Like I said, uh, San Diego, In Flames, the 23rd. I will be there. I can't wait. I'm really excited to see In Flames. And then that following weekend on the 28th, I'll be out in, uh, yeah, I'll be out at uh, VCCT in Tampa, Florida. Very excited to meet uh, Prince Marky D. Then in March, of course, we have uh, Vapor Slam and SoCal Vape Expo and uh, Daylight Savings Time, according to my calendar. So yeah, got a lot of stool, stool cuff, 
cool stuff coming up. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And as always, which one? Oh, I'm going to grab one you haven't seen. Dot Mod, Petrie, Grim Cult Juice. Let's keep on vaping. learning. I'm not Fresh Skater J or Kylie Vapes. I don't know how they push them. I don't, that's what I don't know. I don't know how they push them. No, that was... He's weak ass. Nope. Anyway, thanks. <laughs>